Welcome to a very humble episode of How He Sees It. Today we are going to talk about something that was extremely important to me. And I had these thoughts before this situation happened, but when the situation happened, it confirmed that I needed to do what I'm getting ready to do. So, this episode is mainly focused on bullying, the word bullying. It's a word that I struggled with growing up, either being bullied or doing the bullying. I never really identified with it, or I tried to stay disconnected from it. If I felt like somebody was bullying me, I don't remember it being a long period of time in my life where I felt down on myself because I was being bullied. I felt like I wanted to attack it. If if people said things that made me feel away and I would just, after a while, quickly as a young kid, I came to a point, because I'm funny, came to a point where I would get them first. So what? What was said? Because your mother's raggedy. <laughs> okay. So that that's that one thing. Then as we transitioned into seventh grade and high school, and let me tell y'all, back in the day, growing up in school, I don't know what was wrong with us. But as I look at it now, I was like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, right? Now as I'm 26, 2020, hindsight is 2020, that's what they say, right? I do know what was wrong with us. All of us were struggling with things in our lives that nobody knew about. At 12 and 13, we came to school, we laughed, we giggled, we laughed at other people, we did what we wanted, had a good time. High school was a ball. Don't get it fucked up. I had a good ass time. What? What? Take me back. I wasn't paying no bills. I was making good grades. But my character... Now that I'm looking at it, was not the best. Yeah, you funny, but are you mean? Ooh, I didn't realize that. Come on, quarantine. Quarantine got me together. And I'm at a place in my life where I want to be together. I want to be whole. I don't want to lie about who I am to me. Fuck y'all. And not like that. I'm not saying it like fuck people. I'm just saying it like I am first. I am first. The way I present myself to me, is what matters the most. And I don't want to lie about who I am. We could, we could present ourselves to us however we want to, but don't try to spice yourself up if that's not who you are. Don't try to cover up things that you are because you don't like how it looks and how it sounds. If that's what it is and you don't like how it sounds, then maybe you need to look into that deeper, change it, and figure it out. So this is a revelation episode. <laughs> High school was crazy. As we were growing up, we was getting called bullies. Like, literally had to have sit-down auditorium meetings because we they said we weren't treating each other right. And there was a certain group of people in the school that was just not doing the right thing. And I'm, I'm oblivious. I'm like, who are they talking about? Because me and my friends, we just be laughing at shit. That's all. We ain't no bullies or nothing like that. We just be laughing. My definition... Still, uh, until this, I'm telling y'all, 2020, it took me right now for my own personal stuff. I would see things online and be like, wow, they picking on kids in school. My definition of picking on kids and being a bully was like, yo, 
taking a lunch money or being violent. But after this conversation that I had with someone, I realized that it's not. That laughing we was doing in front of people's faces about material things. Oh, that was bullying, Asia. And it wasn't right. And so this episode is for me to just firstly, I'm not even going to go there yet. So let's just continue the story. So, you know, we got out of school. We didn't care. We moved on. Life happened. Honestly, no lies. Our school, we went to an all-girls school. And um, I went to an all-girls school. And by the end, when we got to 12th grade, they made us go to like a senior retreat. And we all had to sit around and say sorry to each other. But that's probably why I also didn't get it too. Now, look, I'm, I'm, I'm learning things as I'm just talking. That's probably why I didn't get it too, because the seniors went to a senior retreat and we all got to apologize to each other about things. People were telling me like, yeah, you were really mean. I was scared of you. And what? And it's so crazy because it's just like that duality of who you think you are versus who other people see you as. Because I don't want people to be scared of me. But does that mean I didn't give people that feeling sometimes? I never wanted that. Even if I was laughing and cackling and doing what I was doing or whatever. Even if I felt like I was playing. What if somebody didn't even take it as that? And they really were scared. Like, I look at the these school shootings and things. I thank God I made it. <laughs> I thank God we made it through. Because you never know the things that you think is not a big deal, how big it is to somebody else. And that's why you have to be careful how you treat people. That's why I'm more mindful now. I'm not guilty because I know now that I'm mindful of how I treat people. But now with this new revelation, I want to be even more mindful of not just saying whatever. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I do. I just be talking. A lot of shit, you be like, you so funny. Nah, shit just be coming out my head and I just say it. But... You want to speak with purpose, even in being funny, even in a joke. You don't, you want to speak with purpose. And that's just the bottom line. And that's where I'm at with it right now. So let me tell y'all how I got fucking chin checked on quarantine. Okay. Woke up. And let me just note that what I'm about to share is okay with the girl that the story is about. Um, so yeah, we went to a senior retreat. All of the seniors got to say, you know, their uh, make amends. And by the time we all graduated, I felt like we were all good with one another. Now, we didn't fuck with who we didn't fuck with. Not on no bully shit. It was like people we was friends with. We didn't fuck with them after. But whatever, whatever. But by the time, like, everybody was united. Mexicans with blacks and that Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. You know what I'm saying? That's all we had. All of us was good. You're my sister. Always. Like, yeah, we were solid by the time we left, right? So I'm thinking we good. And then one day, let's see. Let me find it in my messages. I woke up from a 40-hour nap. No, I'm lying. From a six-hour nap on quarantine. And it was a message in my DMs. April 24th at 12.20 p.m. A young lady that I, I didn't follow, didn't know who it was at first. I'm like, okay. Whole long paragraph. <clears throat> and the paragraph reads. Let me tell y'all one thing about myself. 
I'm so real. I'm so candid. I don't hide shit from nobody because I ain't hiding nothing from myself. When I speak, it's for me. It's not for nobody else. So that's what I love. And the message reads, and I quote, because she got me together, y'all. Hey, I know this is random, but for a brief period in Twills, you bullied me for what reason? I don't know. I'm, t- I'm going to read it like this because I feel like this is, it just needs to be read correctly. You feel me? This is she, this is how she was checking me. For what reason? I don't know, sis. I think it was like seventh grade. She, oh, she said, I think I was in seventh grade. So if she was in seventh grade, I was in eighth grade. So she was 12, I was 13, but still it doesn't matter. It happened and it's not right. And it just shows me, you know, stop A, just finish the message. All right. I think I was in seventh grade. On top of being suicidal at the time, it didn't help that when I went to school, I was targeted by someone who was older than me. For a long time, I wished bad things on you, which wasn't good either. And for that, I apologize. One day, I heard your friends make it fun of you while you were going to class. So I don't know if that was the reason why you did what you did to get the target off your own back. But forgiveness is for self, and I wanted to say that I forgive you for what you did. You were young and didn't know any better. I do hope life is treating you well. <laughs> Baby, edges were snatched to Jesus. I was like, what? <gasps> Speechless. I was, I literally, even right now, I, could, I still remember the feeling vividly because when you wake up one day and you think you one person and you built your life and you're positive and people love you now as a 26-year-old, you, everybody forget about what the fuck you used to be. You know what I'm saying? And have you addressed what you used to be? Because if you don't, then it's a little bit there still, you know? So I was just so happy that this happened. And I was so happy that I'm in a place of maturity that instead my old self would have been like, bitch, get the fuck gone. Get over it because it was 20 years ago. But this, the woman that I'm becoming, I want to be recognized her and saw her in that moment like, Oh, yeah, you needed this because quarantine was revealing a lot of things to myself. And this was just one of the many things that I wanted to reveal, because when you reveal things to yourself, you give yourself the opportunity to be better and change. When I revealed that I was lazy sometimes, that's when I know. And when I feel that in my mind, oh, go work out. Don't do that. Get up and clean. Make sure you do this. Accomplish four tasks before you do. You know what I'm saying? Attack those things when you see it. So I said. Wow, that's so crazy. I was just talking about high school the other day with my friends and just evaluating a lot of things. Number one, I didn't know my friends were talking about me. What was said? You know me. I said, who the fuck was my friends that was talking about me, child? And am I still cool with them? Because pour them out. Don't play with me, bitches. <laughs> Look at me. I said, because... Uh, what did I say? Anyway, I was I was saying about my friends. Um, I said for two, just thinking about life, I had my own shit going on at home from domestic violence, poverty, all types of shit on top of being overweight myself. So I guess I was just covering up my own shit to keep myself smiling by joking on people. Three, as a 26-year-old grown-ass woman, I can apologize to you and anybody else I may feel bad in any way. I don't even think I was aware of the capacity of the shit I was saying and how it could really hurt people. Meanwhile, it's just a joke to me. Everybody is going through their own shit. And I would have hated to have 
any type of contribution towards anyone feeling suicidal. Like, that was deep to me. Like, whoa. I said, um, I'm just happy to be in a place to recognize myself. You know, when you watch the news and you see school shootings or you see kids killing themselves because of what, of little things like that, I get angry. You know what I'm saying? So imagine... Damn, girl, you was a part of that. You was that one of those people before. You got to address that and attack that because that's not okay. And I want to make sure that as I go on and, and, and raise a family and have kids that I make it very clear to them that's not okay. And shit, even if you not the one joking and you sitting around your friends doing it, be the one that's strong enough to stand up and be like, all right, y'all wildin'. And it's not even that we can't joke and we can't laugh, but did we have to do it in front of people's face? We like the joke. That's never going to stop. The jokes ain't ending. Because that's just how I was raised. My whole family's jokes. All of my friends are jokes. It's all out of love, but it's still a way to do things, period. It don't got to be directly in front of people's face. Bitch, look at your shoes, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, have some coof to yourself. I want my kids to know you see your friends being inappropriate and hurting somebody else and cutting them down. Even if you don't feel like you're cutting them down, if you're not uplifting somebody, then you're cutting them down. Stop them. Be the one to say, no, that ain't right. Be the leader. I was a leader in other ways with my friends, but I wasn't a leader in that way. And I would want my kids to be that leader. And you better not be the one doing it. Because I'm going to come to the school and snatch you bald. Your jokes ain't that damn funny. It's hurting somebody else's feelings. How about you just joke on yourself all day? Would you want to do that? Oh, okay. You know, so I said, um, this episode is just for anybody because I thought about it like, yeah, we had the senior retreat. I thought I was good with all the Mexicans and shit that I was playing with. I was just playing, y'all, little senoritas. But then I thought about it and I'm like, girl, you could have touched other lives that you didn't know. They wasn't, she wasn't in my grade. She wasn't Mexican. She was black. She was a seventh grader. She was younger than me. Who else did I say something out of pocket to? So if you're listening, I genuinely want to say sorry. If you went to my school from any year before 2012, because that's when I graduated, and I was there with you when we had an interaction, and you feel like I was a mean person to you, and I could have treated you better, and I used you for a joke at a funny moment, I apologize, because that shit is whack. I don't want to be that person that make people feel bad. And that's, I learned the difference. I asked myself, what is your purpose? My purpose, that what I want my purpose to be and what my purpose is, what God put me here for is to make people laugh and to encourage. But you can't do that and cut down at the same time. So I, it's a very thin line too. It's a very thin line when you're mindful and intentional about the things you say and don't just let whatever come out your mouth. Because like I told you, I just be talking and I don't be thinking about shit sometimes. I just be letting my shit see how fast I be talking. When you're mindful of what you're saying, then in those moments, you're going to stay focused on your intention. My intentions wasn't to hurt people's feelings and to make them feel bad and definitely not damn no suicidal. But if you don't stay focused on your intentions when you're speaking, then anything can happen. And so that's my biggest lesson that I learned. And I apologize to anybody that may have felt bad about anything I said. I don't care what it, what it was. Smallest, the biggest, it all didn't even matter. 
I'm here to be a woman and apologize because that was a moment for myself. And I just want people to learn that I really got free in life when I learned that an apology takes nothing away from you. You actually gain with apologies. Every time I apologize and I mean that shit and I don't even care who heard it, I feel bigger. I feel wiser. I feel more mature. I feel stronger because I don't have so much pride. I got a lot of pride, but I don't have so much pride that I will fight myself on when I am just wrong. And guess what? After I'm wrong, it's so easy with apologies that you can get out of your wrongness if you really care. And if you really are genuine, you don't have to stay wrong. You can, the greatest thing is to be wrong and come out of it and don't do the same thing. And that's what I'm taking from it. And that's what I'm going to still continue to be mindful of. I ain't going to always get it right. I still might say some off the wall shit, but I'm, I just know that the things that I say going forward and are mainly going to be intentional. Now in them shade room episodes, please don't come to me with intentional. I'm going to say what I want. Okay. (laughs) But I love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. It was a great moment. You know, I'm not going to read the whole conversation, but me and the girl continue to talk. And, you know, I apologize. And she really appreciated it. And I just was basically saying, like, you know, it's been all of these years and it still bothered her. She never said nothing and she felt the need to. And she basically said in her quarantine time, obviously, she was doing some reflecting and realized she didn't. She uh, shoved a lot of things to the back of her mind. And this forced her to see that that was one of the things in her life that bothered her. And I commended her for the courage to speak on it. That gave me life. That gave me strength through her that, yo, you, I'm about to cry a little bit because... You feel like you went through a time when you were young and you didn't feel good about yourself. And I'm not saying I'm the reason why she wanted to kill herself, but people around you made you feel bad. And she fought through that shit to be in a place right now to feel good enough to confront that and deal with it. It take a lot of strength to deal with shit. And I'm just proud of her and I'm proud of myself to be a part of that because I needed that as a learning experience to see that the things you do and say stick with people and do you want the shit that you do and say to stick with people in a good way or a bad way I want the shit I say to stick with y'all in a good way like when I die that I'm loved I know a lot of people love me but I want them to love me for the right reasons you know what I'm saying I want them to love me because I'm a great person, not just funny, and I don't want to be mean. Mean is the negative, and I don't want negatives in my life. I want to live a positive life. You feel more fresh and pure when you're positive. So I just commend to her because all these years, and it still bothered you. You felt the need to say something. I'm proud of you for standing on that shit, and no matter what my response could have been, I could have shut her shit down like, get out of here, but it wasn't for her. And that's the beauty about becoming more in tune with yourself. You get a relationship with God, then you get a closer relationship with yourself. And when you do that, the world is about you. It's not about the world anymore. And I'm so happy that I'm in a place where it's not about the world anymore. It's really about me and who I want to be. 
when you get there, life gets so much better. You don't try to conform to people. You don't try to keep people around because you need them. You need you. And once you focus on needing you, then everybody that's supposed to be around you going to be there. Everywhere you're supposed to be, you're going to be. Period. And so obviously she in a place. She's in a place. And I'm just so happy that as young black women, we go through the worst of the worst shit and we still fighting out the dirt to be diamonds. And that's what we're going to do. Pressure makes diamonds. We all got our plight. We all got our shit that we've been through. And I just want us to fight together to get out of it. Whatever you're struggling with, let's get out of it. You don't got to stay there. Badass relationship, you don't got to stay there. Fucked up mentality, you don't got to stay there. Emotionally disconnected, you don't got to stay there. Angry, you don't got to stay there. Insecure, you don't got to stay there. Broke, you ain't got to stay there. Unhappy, you don't have to stay there. Lazy, you don't have to stay there. Feeling unpretty, you don't have to stay there. Down talking yourself, you don't have to stay there. Everywhere we are in life, we don't have to be there. We make our place in life. So if you want to be up, get up. Get up. And I'm going to end it on that note. Thank you guys so much as we continue this journey of life together. That was beautiful for me. That's why I love this podcast because this is therapy. I could just sit and talk. And the people who listen, I love y'all. Because... I know that somebody hears me. They hear what I'm saying and they get to know me a little bit better through this. So love you, love you, love you. And until next time.